Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in Chargers, the offseason special episode one. I'm born in Azari alongside Chargers legend, all pro Lorenzo, Neil Lorenzo. Very excited to get this show going with you. My first time working with you, and it's going to be a great season, man. No question, Borna. I'm excited, baby. I'm excited that you and I we're gonna be like Tango and Cash. We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> you know, the Borna. We we that's a, almost like a spinoff, like you know, Born. You know, the Jason Born movie. I like the Born. Yes, I, I like that. I love that name, brother. I love it. Swag. Yeah, man. I, I love it too. It's a unique one for sure. It's been a it's been a crazy offseason, nonetheless, for the LA Chargers. We thought there would be a few moves here and there, but man, we've seen some blockbusters left and right. But I think before we get into that, Lorenzo, I want to talk a little bit about just 2021, the season as a whole. We can talk about some of the great things, some of the not so great things before we get into why that led the Chargers into what they have done. In free agency, man. So let's get it right going. Listen, the Chargers, Brandon Staley, the new regime, season one. It was sure. looking all great. It was looking fantastic, right? They beat Kansas City. They beat the Browns in a in a hectic game. They're four and one, but there was a glaring hole. We can start it off with the run defense. The team just couldn't stop the run. And in turn of that, it didn't allow Justin Herbert, young superstar quarterback, to see the field enough. How frustrating was it for you as a fan, as a viewer, and as a former Charger to see that the team just could not stop any kind of running back on any given basis? Yeah, you saw this team, and it, it, it struggled, but yet still, it was still, you got to be optimistic about this team because when you watch, offense entertains, but defense wins games. Defense wins championships. When you think about it, when it comes down to it, you look at the Rams able to get off the field to win the Super Bowl. It, when the, you know, Cincinnati Bengals going down the drive, what happened? You saw certain guys, you know, going to make plays at opportune times. So without a doubt, without a doubt, you need to have defense. And you've seen that with the Chargers. Yes, they're exciting. Yes, they can put points on the board. But you talked about it, the run game, the run game, the run defense. It, at times it was inept. And we saw it. And you know, at times, you know, you're running at Joey Bosa. So you Team started to say, what are we going to do? How are we going to beat this team up, run at Joey Bosa, make him play, make him play three downs? Now what happens on third down? He's not as effective on pass rush, getting beat up. Just all those different things that were happening, taking taking place during the season this year. So this team had to go out and acknowledge that we have to make changes, and it starts with the defense if you're going to win a championship because we know AFC West, my brother, it has gotten nails and it is a low dead. It's a gauntlet. And, <laughs> and Lorenzo, I think you make a great point about Joey Bosa as well. You know, obviously he's one of the league's best pass rushers, but he really needs another person on the opposite side of him. You saw what Melvin Ingram did to Joey. It allowed him to have a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups, but when there wasn't a viable force on the opposite side of Joey, he would be getting double teamed. He didn't really have that engine, that motor to sustain through the fourth quarter when you needed him most. So we'll get into Khalil Mack a little bit later, but that's not just an acquisition that's beneficial for the Chargers defense. It's beneficial for Joey Bosa too because he doesn't have to see one-on-one -on -one matchups. So that was the run defense. I'm glad that part of it's over. The you know Tom Telesco, they 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 bolstered up that area. We'll get into that later. So I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about the Chargers secondary. You know we were going into 2021. Michael Davis coming off a great 2020 was the team's you know number one outside man corner. Struggled a little bit in 2021, especially towards the back half of the season. Asante Samuel Jr. was dealing with concussion problems, but he looks very promising, especially in nickel. We know Derwin James, right? Derwin James is the the, the heart and soul, the leader, the engine of that defense. 
But as you said, you need 11 to be a good defense. You can't just have sure. a few stars here and there or it ain't going to happen. But, you know, what did you see from the secondary and what do you think, you know, was some issues with the secondary that led to the Chargers having to make some big moves? Well, I think that you, I don't care. You can have Deion Sanders of his of yesterday year, some of the great, <laughs> greatest corners in, in the in the in the world. But if you don't have a pass rush and if a quarterback have all day back there to throw the ball, I don't care who you have in the secondary, they're going to get beat. Especially now with the league, you know how it's changed. You look at the way it's changed. You think about what goes on. You can't have touch a receiver after five yards. You got to realize this is a league now that they want to see scoring. The game is the game is geared toward the offense. So when you look at this Charger team, you think about what Tom Scalesco was able to do. He gambled. You saw Kansas City. They pulled a sweat Kansas City. 100%. That was a coaching decision. That's the I, I think all things being equal, players make plays, but coaches make decisions that will help determine outcomes of the game. You saw that that a coach didn't necessarily believe in his defense and he blinked. And you look at several games this year and you look at it. The team, if you could go back and you know had a crystal ball, said, "Don't do that. Just put points on the board. Don't be, don't be greedy. Hogs get slaughtered, pigs get eaten." And this is what this Chargers team did because they didn't have confidence in the defense. They took some gambles that they shouldn't have taken this year and cost them a playoff spot. This Charger team, let's be, let's be real and let's talk mm -hmm. about it. it. Was good enough this oh, 100%, 100%. year, one hundred percent, one hundred this year to make a serious run in the playoffs. It was good enough if it got hot lightning in a bottle, no pun intended, it yeah. possibly could have been in a Super Bowl because you look 100%. at Cincinnati, it's it's a carbon copy kind of this Charger theme. You look at Cincinnati, not necessarily a great defense. Offensive line struggled. But you think about the Chargers when they went head-to-head. -head. You think about the Chargers. They were peaking at the right time of the year. I just think that you, you got in situations where the coaches had to gamble because he didn't believe in the defense. So when you're talking about the secondary, you got to bolster that off the defensive front. And that's what they try, they're trying to do. So, yes, you, do, you still need to get better in the secondary. I totally agree. But look at the – look no further than – let's go ahead a little north. The San Francisco 49ers. You think about that team. Not necessarily – Great pass, not necessarily great secondary, but because of that front four, young Nicky Bosa and all the Armstead and other guys on that it defense leads line, to the greatness leads. of the secondary. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. So yeah. that's what the Chargers have to continue to do is bolster that off the defensive line because the secondary, we know it has some holes and they're trying to address that, but you got to get better up front. 100%. And, you know, the Niners made a deep playoff run. While we don't have playoffs in football right now, we're approaching the NBA playoffs. We had a fantastic yes. weekend in the Masters. UFC yes. 273 was unbelievable. Lorenzo, tell them about betonline.ag. It continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. No question, man. I, you mean, I love to get a little action. So Bet Online is freaking, it's awesome, bro. You can go in, download the app. You put it on. It's simple. One, two, three, you download the app, go and bet online. You can bet on anything, UFC, easy football, easy. It's one, two, three. So I love it, man. Bet online, man. It's where you need to be. So I love it. I know you love it. I want some more of it. <laughs> yeah, I love it, guys. Don't forget that Major League Baseball is back as well. Who are we all picking to win the World Series? Let us know in the comments below, man. I got the San Diego Padres, of course, man. Hopefully they make a big-time run, but it's super easy to get started. Head to the website today. As, Lo as Zoe says, you can use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And, man, where the game starts, I can't wait for NFL football, man. The L.A. Chargers looking for an exciting 
2022 Justin Herbert year three rookie contract. Again, the team, speaking of that rookie contract, Lorenzo, they seem like they're trying to maximize the time they have before they have to bring out the Brinks trucks for Justin Herbert. So let's yeah. lead into that free agency. Let's lead into the first move. Before we get into the external moves, they re-signed Mike Williams. Always complimentary of Keenan <laughs> Allen for the last half decade. Mike Dub, as they call him, had a career year last year, over a 1,000 receiving yards. But for me, the biggest thing with Mike Williams was that he produced in the clutch. He produced when the team needed him to produce. It wasn't just the empty stats, right? It wasn't just, oh, he had a 1,000 receiving yards. He's in that certain class. He's the guy. No. When you look at that Raiders game, unfortunate, it was an unfortunate ending. But Justin Herbert was not going to anybody else except Mike Williams. And it was just all impro improvisation. It wasn't just, you know, set routes. Just go, Mike, and I'll find you the ball. So right. Mike Williams, three years, $60 million, $40 million guaranteed. Maybe the average annual is a bit high, but they don't give him a massive extension in terms of yearly length. Are you happy to bring back Mike Dub to the Chargers, Lorenzo? No question. Mike Dub, he is the real deal, and you know that. And Justin Herbert, you want to make sure that you take advantage and opportunity when you have a rookie quarterback deal. Yeah. And it's friendly. 100%. When you win, you want to win. You look at a lot of teams. Look at Kansas City. Look at these teams. Once you go off that rookie contract, I'm telling you, you have a lot more holes, and the Chargers understand that. So now they're pushing all their chips in the table, and they're saying, we can win now. This Charger team understands that they had to sign Mike Dub. Mike Williams, this guy, he's a, he a game changer. This guy is a definitely game changer and a playmaker. And now you take care of your quarterback, you let him know. We love you. Justin Herbert, guess what? We're gonna get we're gonna get you mic'd up. We're gonna get you, yes, we're gonna sir. keep you keen. Work at Keenan. We're gonna make sure that you're in a position to succeed. I love what the Chargers are doing. I love that they're taking care of guys at home first. You take care of guys on your team, round out that roster, and then you start filling in and plug and play. So this team, they understand the front office and the head coach saying, we have to make sure that our quarterback is happy. We got to make sure that he has weapons that he loves and familiar with. And that's why they did that for Mike Dub. You make a great point. Like you have to make sure Justin Herbert's happy because unfortunately none of this occurs. The team won't have any success as long as number 10 isn't under center. Number 10 is the engine. He's the driving force, not only of this team, but of this franchise from the executives to the water bottle guys. It all arounds number 10 and number 10 needs to be there. And that's why we have these ancillary weapons. So Justin Herbert can actually be Justin Herbert. So I'm very isn't happy to have Mike Williams, but go ahead. Isn't it crazy though, bro? When you think about yeah. Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, and now Herbert. Did you think, I mean, did you think this transition, because you know it's hard for franchises to get We've been lucky. Guy. Oh, We've my God. And, and they walked into this Herbert, and, and you look at it, you're like, oh, my God, can this team win without a guy like Phillip? And now you look at Herbert, and no slight against Phillip, but you look at it, you say, this kid, he's mobile. He can move. He can get out of danger. He can get, he can, he makes you better. And it's a young quarterback. And you look at the potential he's a baby. that this guy has. He's a baby. He's a baby. Right. <laughs> it, it's amazing where he's at and, and, and just his sphere of influence in the National Football League in general. And you make a great point. Like a lot of Chargers fans complain about some of the unluckiness we've had, but we've been very lucky with franchise quarterbacks. And it's been one of the most important things out of any organization. You hit it right on the head, Zoe. Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Justin Herbert. I mean, that's going to be four plus decades of elite quarterback play. And you see all these other franchises scrambling 10 quarterbacks in 15 years, the Cleveland Browns, all yeah. these different organizations. They are just struggling. And we're just like, 
we'll take this, we'll take yeah, him. And right. it's just it's just it's just easy. And with Justin Herbert, he was very scrutinized too. He was the third quarterback to be taken in the draft. And I know a lot of Chargers fans, as well, including myself, weren't too sure about the decision. But my goodness, my gosh, my gracious, I was proven <laughs> wrong. Why was isn't that crazy, Borna? When you think about Justin Herbert, when he comes out, everyone's talking about does he have it? Does he have that it factor? He's quiet. He's laid back. Guys, people around the league, the, can he go out and lead a franchise? What not it crazy how people can – what they say can dictate where you go in the draft, can dictate 100%. who you are. And it's crazy because people can speak instead of life or death. Sometimes they speak death or, or speak in, in a negative connotation about an individual, and people get scared. You look at this draft. I mean, I'm Joe Burrows to me, I, I love this kid. But – those two guys, Joe Burrows and Justin Herbert, to me, I think these are the two guys in this in the league that you look at and say, barring injuries, these two guys are going to be probably like the I, I would say the Brady, the Brady and and and, and Manning kind of era because I think those are the type of guys you have in those two guys. And it's very interesting too because between Burrow and Herbert, they're very two different kind of personalities, right? Joe sure. Burrow may appeal more to the younger audience just because he's more outspoken. He's wearing the designer. Justin Herbert's just wearing the Nike fleece. He's got the right. Bose headphones and he ain't saying a peep. And honestly, I want to go to battle with that man. I don't want him to get caught up in anything else. I love how Justin Herbert is kind of laid back. Gives me Tim Duncan vibes from the NBA. Nothing wearing anything crazy. Just cool, right. calm, and collected. But when he goes onto the field, he's an absolute dog. He's a killer, and that's who we want. Brandon Staley says he's a gangster. It's, it's exactly who gangster. we want. So he's exactly. So not to digress, but we're all, as you guys can clearly see, very excited for number 10 in year three with the Chargers. So we re-signed Mike Williams, and then it kind of got into interesting time because we're like – we need to address the secondary. We need to address the run defense. It was a it was a random day at one in the afternoon. I get a tweet, yes. a Schefter notification. The Chargers have traded for all pro superstar Khalil Mack. They give up the 2022 second round pick, the 2023 sixth round pick. And I think it's very interesting, Lorenzo, for a few reasons. Number one, the significance is that, you know, Staley is showing how much influence he has in this already personnel decisions just in year two. Tom Telesco never, and I mean ever, trades high draft picks, especially for older superstars. This is the first time he's ever done it in his career, and he gave up a second-round pick. So what do you think trading for Khalil Mack, before we get it from a football perspective, what do you just think it signifies for the franchise and Tom Telesco's decision-making? It's We're winning now, understanding that, understanding what the AFC is, the AFC West as a whole. That we understand you have Russell Wilson. You understand the difference. You have Carr. You have all these guys you have. And, of course, we have this guy in Kansas City, Mahomes. So they're saying, okay, we know that we have to hit the quarterback. We have to get the quarterback on the ground, but we got to have speed. And that's what they did. They went out, and this organization said, we have to win now. And they went out and got a great pass rusher. And here's the thing. They didn't have to give up the form. You got yeah. us, You got the, You got Cleo Mack for a second round. The Chargers won. I'm telling you, you look at – you look at, <laughs> excuse me. If you think about where he was at, Chicago Bears, Lemack didn't necessarily fit that scheme. But watch what happens in, in, in with the Chargers. I'm telling you, you've got a guy who's going to be rejuvenated. You're going to have a guy that's going to play a lot better. He's not alongside Nicky Bosa. You're in a good situation. I think the Chargers won this thing, uh, only giving up a draft, second draft capital. I think it's a great move. Just goes to show you that this team and this organization, they want to win, and they want to win now. Absolutely. And if you take a look at another thing, 
with Khalil Mack, what the Chargers have been doing, their salary cap, their structuring in the front office has been very, very smart analytically. Khalil Mack had a big-time base salary in 2022, but what they were able to do is they were able to convert that $13.5 million, a big chunk of that 2022 AAV, into a signing bonus. By doing that, they're able to open up an additional $9 million in cap space. So they've been very, they've been very smart. They've been very diligent with how they're managing their cap. They've been very smart with keeping average base salaries for all these free agent signings in year one to a low number so they're still able to make all these moves and then as the salary cap in the nfl increases as a league as a whole because of these tv deals because of these rev share models they're able to increase their player salary but still remain at the same percentage of the total cap so i think tom telesco i think the front office i think the whole chargers regime has been very very smart and diligent by how they're doing things so khalil mack i also mentioned earlier in the episode is this Joey Bosa needed somebody by his side. Joey Bosa was adamant to have somebody by his side because it was just lowering his production when Bosa was on an island, man. He was facing left tackles and left guards, getting absolutely sandwiched, not being able to get to the quarterback. But now that Joey Bosa kind of has a Batman to his Robin or whatever you want to say it, he's able to be so much more effective as a pass rusher, number one. Number two with Khalil Mack, not only he's an elite, supreme fantastic pass rusher but he's also really good in the run game he does multiple things that brandon staley needs when you usually see those outside edge flyers it's all quarterback it's all pass rush but khalil mack is able to drop back in coverage to guard tight ends and also just stop the run at an elite level which is what brandon staley needs in his schematics with his defense i thought it was a home run the only question mark is he was hurt in 2021 but if you look besides that khalil mack has had a fantastic durability record he's played in 16 games i think six out of his seven seasons 14 and one year and seven last year in 2021 but this is a home run and again Brandon Staley is having an input at the table he's allowing to talk to the ownership to talk to the front office and say this is who I want on my team and I know if I have these guys to go to battle with I'm going to be successful speaking of other guys to go to battle with the Chargers Lorenzo Neal JC Jackson five years 82 and a half million reasons to smile my goodness 40 million guaranteed (laughs) 25 million dollar signing bonus this was needed a lot of people weren't talking about the secondary enough but they are had holes in there talk to me about jc jackson and your excitement as a fan with this acquisition you have to be excited because you know what he's going to bring to the table <clears throat> tough physical gonna get after you you when you're looking at <clears throat> when you're thinking about the charges you think about what they're going to face in the afc west it's a gauntlet like you lately like you you alluded to earlier you have to have someone that you know that's going to be your guy. You need a mainstay that you can travel, go guy. You know he's going to bring his lunch pill every weekend and week out. So I think this is a huge addition to this Chargers defense, and it's needed, and especially when you go out, you got Khalil Mack, you got Nick, you got Joey Bosa. You have a front that now you can say, okay, now go play. See ball, get ball. And that's what I love. So I think that this Chargers team, like you said, Tom Klesko, this organization, they're making moves. I played there. With the Chargers, and you think about the Spanos and this family, you're like, okay, what are they going to do? Are they going to let these guys have their way and do the things? They've opened up their checkbook. You're competing in a market with the L.A. Rams and the Lakers, all those different things. And let's face it, the Chargers, they're they're the second. We we love them, but they're they're not they're not the crown jewel. We they know haven't the won Rams LA. are. They have not they, won they, LA. They, they have not won L.A. <clears throat> this organization is making moves to say. We want a piece of L.A., and that's what I love. I love that they're going out and signing guys, going out in free agency, 
going out making splashes. They're taking care of guys that's been on this team. They want L.A., and I love it. And we need guys who can, you know, get turnovers. Like J.C. Jackson is a ball hawk. The numbers ball don't hawk. lie. He ball just hawk. knows where the ball is at the right time, at the right moment. And, man, when you see an opposing quarterback throw the ball and you try and contest him, he's going to pull out the finger. He's going to wag it because he's probably going to catch the ball and give Herbert another possession. Because, guys, remember, all of these moves, all of these moves tie back to number 10. Because the biggest issue with the run defense was what? Number 10, Justin Herbert did not see the field. He would stay on the sidelines. When you need guys who can create turnovers, the clock would be bleeding from the horrible run defense. Justin Herbert, we would get killed in the time of possession battle, right? But now that we have these playmakers, we are going to win a lot of football games if Justin Herbert can be on the field for over half of the game. I promise you, Charger fans, we're going to win so many freaking football games. No question. And you're absolutely right. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. <clears throat> Justin Herbert's going to play better, I think, this year because now you have a defense, like you said, and it's going to get you turnovers. The Chargers, when they're in a situation like they were at last year, when your defense, you know, that's not necessarily going to get you turnovers, not necessarily going to get you ball back. You have to put your foot on the pedal, and you you don't have any have any margin for error. Yeah, exactly. So when you think about Justin Herbert, what he had to do, sometimes he was forcing. He goes. He knew the pressure was on that offense to score because they knew that what was going to happen to their defense. So now you're going to be in a situation that this team can methodically get the run game going, do other things, not give up on the run so early, not abandon it, and just say, Justin, you don't have to go win the game every single weekend and week out. Because that's a lot of pressure to put on a quarterback and on an offense that they have to go win the, every game week in and week out. And it cost them because of the pressure that it put on them. So you're absolutely right. The fans want to see Justin with a ball in Justin Herbert's hand. And now when you have a defense that can give you some turnovers and create more opportunities, he's going to have more opportunities. And I think they're going to, that's going to be a lot better for the Chargers. No doubt. And the J.C. Jackson signing is a strong indication that 2021 second-round pick Asante Samuel Jr. is probably going to move now into the inside slot and sub packages. Michael Davis, who signed a three-year extension, kind of struggled last year to really grasp the complexities of Staley's coverage system. So I think he's going to move to outside corner number two here. J.C. Jackson, he's the number one guy where you're like, okay, we can go to battle with him. He's going to he's gonna shadow Devontae Adams. He's going to shadow whether that's Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy in Denver. He's going to shadow the top guys in the division. And you need one of those guys. Listen, I'm a full proponent, Lorenzo, that there's no such thing as a shutdown corner anymore. Not even Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey you. gets exposed. The last shutdown corner, and correct me if I'm wrong, you may be more of a historical homer than I am, but the last shutdown corner, I'm like, holy cow, do not throw the ball to this guy, was Darrell Revis. I mean, Revis Island was shut down, man-to-man, -man, press coverage, high-low. I mean, this guy was shut down. I don't. Do you think we have any anymore in today's game? No, I think no. players are too it, skilled. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Players are too skilled. The game is continuing to change and continue for the offense, give them more advantage. But like you said, when you saw Revis, what he was able to do, that was a pretty good guy in Denver, too, that, you know, that was number 21. It was a pretty good corner that played, uh, what's, my, what's my guy's name? So Champ Bailey right in Denver? Champ, Champ, baby. Champ yeah. Bailey. Love love Champ, too. But, yeah, no, the league is it's, it's totally changed. So you're not going to have a ch shutdown corner. Uh, like you said, Jalen Ramsey, he even gets beat at times. But you, you want a guy that has that moxie, that's saying, I want a chance. Uh, you want that guy that's chomping 100%. at the bit that's saying, let me line up. I'm going to go take this guy down. That's what you want, and you have that. You have that now on this Chargers team. You want a guy that looks at the opportunity and says, I want that. The stage is not going to get too big for me. 
that's what you want. And that's what the Chargers went out and did. 100%. You know, J.C. Jackson actually signed as an undrafted free agent out of Maryland in 2018. So it's a fantastic story. Happy for him to get paid. And you know how New England does it. They get these guys, but they don't want to pay them. Luckily, Dean Spanos, Tom Telesco and company, they were yep. able to open up the checkbook, get that ACH transfer over to J.C. Jackson and have him here with the Chargers. So this is a big one, Chargers fans. Now when you're starting to see this daily defense, there's not many more excuses that can be made, except in the last area of need was the run defense. So we kind of really addressed the run defense. They may not be household names to the average fan, but they've had good years. So Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson were two big-time positions added in terms of the interior defensive line. So they're going to have a three-person rotation with Austin Johnson, Joseph Day, and Jerry Tillery, kind of a three rotation for two spots in the interior defensive line. They're going to have Mack and Bosa on the edges. So Austin Johnson and Joseph Day were kind of of that tier two list of the interior defensive linemen in free agency. DJ Jones was kind of that top guy who went to Denver with a three-year $30 million deal. With Austin Johnson, you're getting 100% reliability. He literally never misses games. He's fantastic in the run game, ranked six in run stops last year, I believe. And it was really good. With Joseph Day, there's familiarity there with Brandon Staley. They played together. He was a big part of that league's number one defense in 2020. He did have some injury issues last year, which I think is able to kind of resonate and explain why the Chargers were able to get them, get these players at their prices. Joseph Day, three years, $24 million, $15 million guaranteed. Austin Johnson, two years, $14 million. Again, Lorenzo. Not household names, but names that you know can be manageable and actually help stop the run. This is what we needed because when we were doing guys last year, we had older players in Linval Joseph, Kristen Covington, who were unproven commodities. We have proven commodities, but they may not just be household names. Yeah, well, no question. These guys are not household names, but what they are, though, they're guys that you know that they're going to show up. And they're guys when they're well, they're hell. These are guys that's going to give you consistency. That's what you didn't have in, in L.A. with the Chargers. You had a defense that was feast or famine. At times it would play great. At times, you know, the run game, you know, was just 100%. horrible. You could Everyone run up, run down, the ball down the throat, didn't give your offense an opportunity. So you went out and you said, let's adjust this. Let's figure out to go get some guys. They don't have to be the best, but I want guys that are going to give me effort, going to be consistent, going to be at the right place and going to do their assignments. And that's what you went out. You went out and got fundamentally sound due defensive linemen that's going to play in the interior and give you fundamental football. And that's what it takes. You want guys that are going to be disciplined. They're going to hold their gap. They're going to let them. They're going to grub and hold, you know, grab the center, hold the guard, and make sure the linebacker can play downhill. They're going to do their jobs. And that's what you want. The run game, man, it's about run fits. And that's what a lot of guys, you have guys that get undisciplined, they go over, they go, they get out of their position, and now you see the defense turn into a sieve. You have guys now, these two guys that you have, their technique sound. They're going to go out there and they're going to do their job so other players around them, you might not see them getting all on the stats, having all these tackles, but you're going to see those guys let the linebackers and other guys around them eat and feast because they are going to take their responsibility, and that's what you need, especially in a a, a team that's been volatile against the run. And Brandon Staley knows what he's doing, right? Like before sure. suffering the injury in week seven, Joseph Day was one of the best run stoppers in football. He had a 15.7% run stop rate, which ranked first 
among all interior defensive linemen with at least 100 run defensive snaps. And Austin Johnson last year, who turns 28 in May, set career highs with 72 tackles last year, three and a half sacks last season in New York. So with Johnson, you have reliability. You have durability, which we have seen has been a big issue with the Chargers, not over the last few years, but the last few decades. And it's going to be big even when we saw COVID hurt the team last year, right? They dropped that awful game in Houston because of the lack of depth. So not only these guys are very good pieces, but Tom Telesco and company, they've addressed the depth on this football team. So if somebody goes down, you have viable players to step in and fill that role, which is what you need. Because let's be real, everybody. When you have a 53-man roster, when you have 22 on the field offense, defense, not everyone's going to stay healthy. No. It's the nature of this game of football. It's a violent game, and you has to understand that not everyone's going to stay healthy. So I think adding to the depth is a big time for Lorenzo and to, Neal. And, and to your point, yeah. and to your point, brother, when you're talking about that, you're absolutely right. What people don't realize is what this does – it just doesn't help the interior against the run. It helps your guy who's one of the best, if not the best pass rusher in the league, Nicky Bosa, because now he can rest. Now you can save him. Now you don't, now you can't necessarily turn and double team this guy, wear him out injuries. So you think about this guy battled through injuries, but he knew he had to be on the field. And he tried to play through injuries with some of the games he probably shouldn't have played in, but now you have that. Now you have that balance. Now you're going to have a guy that's going to stay fresher. You can see, I think that I really believe that Nicky's going to play. Joy, you look at, I think Joy's going to play a better this year because of the fact he has those other interior guys, Khalil Mack and other guys that you're talking about. That's going to give him the more levity to be able to take out plays. Don't necessarily play on first and second down. 100%. Give, save him. So I think this is going to help him tremendously. 100%. It's good. Everything is going to be big for Joy Bose as well with the Chargers. Man, I guess Lorenzo. Let's wrap it up discussing this AFC West because the Chargers have made some good moves, but other teams as well have been making some noise. We all know Kansas City is not going anywhere. They did lose Tyree Kill, and I'm not going to lie. I pumped my fists a little bit that he's out of the (laughs) AFC West because Tyreek, the cheetah, topping out at 23 and a half miles per hour. Man, he should have been in Tokyo or whatever in the Olympic Games getting a gold medal because Tyreek, no corner could stick in front of that man but you know they still have kelsey they got uh marquez valdez scanling from green bay they got juju smith schuster so they're kind of going receiver by committee with still miko hardman but kansas city that defense is there it's going to be interesting to see where tyron matthew signs i know there's kind of some issues in kansas city there so listen this is the issue lorenzo that you see and i think this should increase the emphasis to chargers fans of why we need to win now Kansas City, they're starting to pay Patrick Mahomes the big bucks. That contract is starting to kick in, right? That record-breaking 10 years, $500 million. And what does that cause, Lorenzo? They're not able to retain Tyreek Hill. They're not going to be able to retain Tyron Matthew. This is a lesson to Chargers fans that these next two years, it needs to happen. Because Kansas City now, everyone was calling them a dynasty. You win one Super Bowl, I don't know if you're a dynasty. All right. They've made four straight AFC championships. They've hosted them, but they can't get over that hump after that one Super Bowl because that Mahomes contract is starting to bite them in the you know what. So I think it's a good lesson, Lorenzo, right? To Chargers fans that it needs to happen now. No question. And that's what that's what you love about the Chargers. And I think that's why you and I both are so optimistic about what they've done. If you look at what they've done thus far, they're saying, look, we understand we're gonna have to pay Herbert. We're gonna have to pay Justin. We know we're gonna a lot have to of money. The truck is gonna be backed up and he's gonna be like <laughs> Feed me. And we know that. So they're saying, how do we take, how do we capitalize on that now? Sure. It's winning a Super Bowl now. He is good enough 
and if you put the right people around him, this team is good enough to win a Super Bowl because you look at it, though, it is it, you have to make these moves because if you look at Denver going out and getting Russell Wilson, look at the, you look at the Raiders going out and getting Devontae Adams. You think about it. This, this league is upside down right now. No one is a clear favorite to do anything, and that's what you love. There is so much parity in the National Football League. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you think there'll be ever be another dynasty? Can you see right now the way that the league is shaping up and the way the free agency and how it is because you take care of the quarterback? Once that, do you can you see a team being a necessarily a dynasty? I just don't see it anymore. There's too many good quarterbacks. There's too, too many, many good, good quarterbacks. Yes. Look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, here's a guy that's arguably one of the MVP, all the things that he does. But you got to have more weapons and you got look what's going on. That's why the Chargers window is now because it's going to get harder later. And it's tough, though, because the AFC is a gauntlet. I mean, if you're a quarterback, you know, they're saying Tom Brady wants to leave Tampa Bay, maybe sign with the Dolphins. I've been hearing that rumor. Why would he want to leave the NFC? I mean, the NFC, it's just Aaron Rodgers. And, and I correct me if I'm wrong, Matthew Stafford. And that, that's about it. I mean, the AFC West has all great quarterbacks. You got Deshaun Watson in the AFC now, Lamar Jackson in the AFC. I mean, still in the AFC. The AFC is absolutely loaded. You got the Colts <laughs> going nowhere. The Colts are going to be a great team. They have a championship caliber defense. So the AFC is going to be a dogfight. And listen, may the best team win. Who, Whatever. Go, go to battle, and you have to be confident in your team. And I know us Chargers fans are confident in our team. When I kind of look at the AFC as a whole, I think people still have Kansas City maybe at the top. But, I mean, guys, the Chargers are right there. There's a great argument that it's the Chargers and the Rams. Call me if I'm crazy. Have the two best rosters on paper, okay, in the National Football League. Now, when you look at Denver, they go ahead and get Russ. That defense was already amazing, right? Sertan was a fantastic rookie. They got DJ Jones. They have Bradley Chubb coming back. They're getting healthy. The line looks good. I think their success is completely, you know, constituent on Russell Wilson and what kind of Russell Wilson we see. It's kind of two different fan groups, Lorenzo, with Russ. There's the people that say, guys, he's still a top five quarterback. His hand was hurt last year. He couldn't throw the deep ball. They rushed him back. Versus the other people are saying he's on the wrong side of 30. He's almost 34. He's not the same guy anymore. Which camp do you fall in, Mr. Number 41? Hey, I, I think Russ Wilson is still one of those guys. He's a guy yeah. that can do it all. And he's agile. He's mobile. And we know that this guy can totally light it up. You look at Denver and Mile High, what that's going to – the stress that he's going to put on defenses, trying to run around in Mile High, trying to catch this guy. He's going to be – he's still going to be held. So I think that – Russell Wilson is going to play, and he's going to be a very, very effective. He carried – you look at Seattle. They have nothing. He carried them. If Russell Wilson doesn't play, that team that team wins maybe two or three games. He, he came Metcalf and nothing else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He carried – so when you think about where Seattle is and you think about what – now look at Denver, I can tell you right now, Denver's a playoff team. With Russell Wilson there, if you have a quarterback and you have some weapons – you're going to, those guys, you look at the elite quarterbacks, they find a way. They find a way to carry, get in the playoffs some type of way. And I think, a side note, I think Tom Brady, I think he wants to go to San Francisco still. And I don't think that's over. I don't think wow. that's over. Wow. Yeah. Cause I, I, I've been hearing about the rumors with Tom and it's, he's coming out of retirement. He literally retired for 40 days. I knew a lot of people thought it was all smoke. 
Lorenzo, he's from you got the any bay. sources? Brady's he's, going to the Bay? <laughs> bro, he's from the Bay. His mom and dad, they still live in the Bay. His family, his sister, everyone in the Bay. His mom, you know, just, you know, beat camp, you know, just doing, doing a lot better health issues. He would love – He's the Niners has been his favorite team. He knows John Lynch. John Lynch and him, they played together. We've been in Pro Bowls together. I really believe that this organization wants Tom, and I think that this is – I think that – he retired to go there. I really believe that this guy, some kind of way, will end up in San Francisco. Because you think about where the Niners are. Trey is not, he's not what the Chargers say. He is not that guy, you know. When A lot he's of people not, have been concerned with Trey from reports yeah, coming and, and, out. I'm, I'm not saying that he can't be good. I'm saying, but right now, he's not ready. He's not what the Chargers are. He's not what Cincinnati has. He's not that guy yet. He has the athletic ability to be that. You got to realize the guy didn't play a long time in college. He went to a smaller school. So he's going to still need another year. And why not let him sit behind Tom Tom Brady? So I think yeah. it's going to happen. No, TB12 is, is obviously the greatest quarterback ever. That, that Niners team showed you that if they can make the title game on Jimmy G, I think Brady may add another ring to that finger if he joins John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan and company in the bay but listen last but not least let's talk about the vegas raiders you know we always thought that they were kind of going to be the bottom of the barrel in the afc west i still think so but they're still such a great football team like that's a division winner in a lot of other divisions Derek carr say what you want about Derek carr he's a solid quarterback he's a solid quarterback he's a game manager he's not going to make a lot of mistakes and he's going to make some great throws Devonte adams the best receiver in football that one hurt me a little bit as a Charger fan, Devontae, we all knew the Raiders had no receiving weaponry last year. I mean, Zay Jones was their number one guy for a bit. Hunter Renfro in the slot. That defense is still pretty good with Max Crosby. They did get rid of Ngakwe, though. Um, Casey Hayward was shut down for them last year. But Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Is Devontae Adams is signing a star wide receiver, Lorenzo? Is that something that can really move the needle for a team like the Raiders? And how, how do you see them as a Chargers fan? Do you see them as a potential threat? You, you have to. You, 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 the last game of the season, you saw the way that went down. Raiders found a way to win, get in the playoffs. You think of Devonta Adams, him and Derek Carr. They watched them here in Fresno. We watched those two guys. They love each other. They're they're great best friends. This is this is going to be a very very scary team. The Raiders, they can play. They got a good run game. They can run the ball. They can do some things. They're getting getting better on defense. I'm telling you, I give the edge a little bit to the Chargers, but. This AFC West, my God, brother, this is going to be an exciting show because it is a toss-up who is going to win this AFC West. It is going to be, it is going to be, like you said, a gauntlet. I don't think that there's any team gonna sweep any. I don't think there's a team out there that will sweep an AFC. It's gonna be popcorn every Sunday, man. Yeah. And, and and also, I think I think the Chargers, Chargers fans, you're gonna get a lot of primetime games this year. I think you're gonna get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on ESPN's new Monday night football a lot. I think you're going to get Sunday night football. I, I prime time, man. Don't you feel this team's going to get four or five prime time games? I mean, absolutely, absolutely, brother, absolutely. But why don't you tell people before we get out of here if they want to make that bet, they probably can get that on where? Where can they make that bet with this team? They can get prime time? <laughs> yes, sir. They can get that on <laughs> betonline.ag. Again, everybody, that is your number one source. For all betting needs. And right now, although it may not be football season, there's a lot of other sports going on again. UFC 273 was amazing. But, man, primetime football, you got your parlays going to three, the 14 parlays, the big time yes. payouts. They are your continued source for all your sports wagering needs. Lorenzo, what are you going to be using when it's Chargers Chiefs on Monday night? Absolutely. Bet online, no question. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you, we're going to have some – 
some great picks for our our listeners and our viewers. We're gonna be put, put some parlay parlays for them. They can go and bet online. So you and I, brother, we're gonna be we'll, we'll figure it out when the season gets get kicks off, and we'll definitely get on bet online and, and and make sure we make everyone some money. Absolutely. And again, everybody, this was Believe in Chargers, episode one, Lorenzo. I'm very excited to do this show with you. It's going to be a really fun ride. And Chargers fans, come along and join the show. Download the show. Subscribe to the channels. Believe in Chargers. This is such an exciting time for Chargers fans. Year three of the Herbert experiment. Year two of Brandon Staley and company. Lorenzo, any final thoughts? Are you excited as I am for this Chargers season? I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm excited for the next episode. We'll get more into the draft. There's a lot of things that's going on. This is going to be just a great, great, great show. A great year for the Chargers. I know Charger fans, you got to be excited. I'm excited to be your sidekick. We're going to make this thing happen. Really appreciate the time, uh, and let's rock, let's rock this thing out. Let's do yes, it. Yes, sir, everybody. This show, remember, is presented by BetOnline.ag. For Lorenzo Neal, I'm born in Nazari, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.